So there's this thing going on on the interwebs, which uh, it's nothing new, but it's kind of new to me and I'm really late to the game. But there's this uh, phenomenon on YouTube, which is like vlogging, right? Yeah. So vlogging is not a new concept. No. And the way I the way I see vlogging is like, okay, so there's this YouTuber and he's he has his phone and he records himself talking about something, something. It's usually very, very boring unless you're like really into that person. Um, but so recently I got into, uh, this guy on YouTube, he's a very popular YouTuber. You probably know him. He's called Casey Neistat, right? Um, and he, well, he does these vlogs, like daily vlogs, but it's not him pointing a cell phone at him talking about his day. It's actually like really high production, like superb editing. Uh, like he has a story every single vlog. It's not vlogging for the sake of vlogging he's telling a story right yeah. and i got really into that like this is this is really good entertainment and that guy uh comes from um uh like he has he used to have this show on hbo so he comes from the mainstream media uh -huh. and then he got he started vlogging like for that for for him that's like the ultimate uh distribution channel it's like youtube yeah. it's like Know, a direct contact to the audience there's no middleman there's nothing so i got really into that and uh, one of the things that i kind of got got out of that like watching his vlogs it, it was not really like oh, i want to do a vlog now myself it was the fact that this guy is recording a vlog for like every day for the past i don't know like three four years now and like 10, 20 years from now, he's going to look back and he does have a record of every single day of his, like on a really cool, like nine minute, you know, well edited uh, format. And that's awesome because I don't I don't have the habit of taking a lot of pictures or a lot of video or all of that. Uh, <laughs> and like I kind of missed it. I want so I decided to, okay, let's try. It's not that I'm vlogging, I'm going to post all of this, but let's just try make an effort to start recording more of my days right um because even if you have like let's say like a boring day like nothing really major happens you know you go to work and you work yeah. and you go come back home if you're like aware like if you're um if your eyes are open to it there are a lot of interesting small things that happen maybe on your way to the commute you see something that is actually cool or just the fact that i was I was trying to record more, like it changes the way you look at your day. Like you are always looking for a sunset. You are always looking right. for this cool shot. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take a it's, time lapse here. Like, it's like when you're traveling awesome, with a right? camera and you're like trying to frame pictures and stuff like that. You see stuff that you wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you try to do that every day, it's really, really, really cool. So uh, just a quick side note like for that i decided to like i'm not going to invest in a fancy camera uh, i'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on all that camera gear uh, that you need to have you know mm -hmm. good quality footage uh, but i do have my iphone and it does yeah. record 4k video and that's good enough for me for now for what i want to do right so uh, i started recording some videos and then i realized you know what um holding your phone because like on my way to on my commute to the office i ride my booster board i can get some cool shots and i don't want to hold my phone because <laughs> it's kind of dangerous it will fall and stuff like that or if i want right. to do there was this one day i tried to take a time lapse of this really cool sunset um it was at an awesome spot in the city and i had no way to just put the phone because <laughs> since the iphone 6 you know the it's a uh, they're rounded yeah, the, yeah. the phones you can't really place it on a flat surface mm. and it's kind of tricky so i went to amazon and i bought this uh, gorilla pod yeah. it's a very common thing um it's a tripod for uh, they have one for for phones and and small tablets and all so i bought that one day shipping uh, it was like 17 bucks so it's not like it's not expensive um, mm -hmm. and i got that and that that was pretty cool i can grab my phone into like a branch or something or just use it as a simple tripod and it can get like cool time lapses cool pictures that was a very good investment 17 bucks again nothing crazy um then uh, i realized that shooting 4k video 
um, basically drains your battery like crazy <laughs> in always having the camera on. So when I go on this uh, shooting spree, so I need to have pack. some kind of... <laughs> right? Not really no. a battery pack. I bought the smart battery case or whatever they call oh, it. Oh, yeah, right, right. The thing with a weird camera, with a with weird bump on the back. <laughs> so 20-second um, review. The case, it's cool. Um, the bump, it's weird when you look at it. The good thing is you never really look at it because you're you know using your phone, so mm -hmm. it's on the back. And it feels nice. It's the, the classic, um, what is it called? Not the leather case, but the, the silicone, silicone case, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so it feels nice on the hand. Uh, it gives you like uh, I haven't checked. It's like another um, like another charge on the phone, something like that. Yeah. So all right, so I I got that, uh, and then uh, this past weekend I went back to my hometown uh, to visit my parents and some friends. And um, there's this friend of mine who he he studied uh, photography and, and and video editing and stuff like that. So he's really into vlogging actually. So oh, cool. he has basically the same rig as Casey Neistat, like the <laughs> the expensive rig. So he has right. the Canon something something with a Gorilla Pod with a Rode microphone. Uh, he has like five GoPros, right? <laughs> and he's constantly <laughs> vlogging. He always has a camera on him, and he's like, it's always on the camera, which is cool. Right. But, um, but and I, you know, I got to ask him a bunch of questions and just see how, like, he has terabytes and terabytes of video like just laying around wow um does he yeah, have a lot of listeners or uh no not really no i mean you mean subscribers like on youtube not really but uh, i will link them i will link his uh, youtube channel on the show notes you can check it out yeah but, so keep in mind that most of them if not all uh, are in portuguese so oh, okay maybe it's not you know that you gotta put it the subtitles for on. you but yeah uh anyway so so I, th because I think it's interesting, vlogger. like the, this idea of wanting to document your life is <laughs> definitely not a new one. Um, yep. but I totally get it. Right. Like I remember, uh, a long time ago looking at like even people that are in, uh, reality TV shows that have like 24 seven, like that they're always recorded and like mm -hmm. how valuable that would be like in the future. I can, yeah. I can, I can see like, I don't know when you're 80 or something and like going back and seeing exactly what all your days were when you were younger, like that, that's very appealing. Um, and yeah, cause, cause you, the only, uh, footage pictures or video of yourself, like when you were very young, it's always like uh, Christmas when you're opening yeah. your, your Christmas <laughs> presents or your birthday party or something like those. Yep out of like out of the normal and they day. all look like, the those same. Are exceptional <laughs> situations yeah but so you you usually don't have footage of yourself or your family or something like that at those common boring situations <laughs> right um but if you vlog you do okay so <laughs> what, what so i it, find fascinating is that you're basically describing every single argument people have for using snapchat <laughs> We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> and it ties in really well with the new memories feature that they, they announced. Right? So mm -hmm. this, this will be like exactly solve all your problems. Um, it allows you to like share random moments of your life, save them for later, and kind of like see them whenever you want. Um, so you don't post them. Well, you can post them, but you can also just uh, save them to your memories, I think. Um, but yeah, I think like people these days, like editing, uh, like video and like shooting and investing in a rig and stuff like that. Like that's too much effort for most people, but most people are fine just taking a bunch of snaps during the day, posting them to their story. And to them, that makes like if you add everything together, it's effectively a vlog. Right. Mm -hmm. And now they're able to save it, uh, which is interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, OK, just going back <laughs> to this weekend. Yeah, uh, because I do have a booster board and Casey is a big advocate of that. And, you know, that friend of mine, he wanted to try it. Uh, we we decided to, you know, what, let's go to the beach and 
ride the boosted board there, take a couple of shots on the way, take a couple time lapses on the beach and all. So we take like we spend a whole day with this huge camera rig, which is still <laughs> is still crazy. That must be so um, heavy to carry around. It is. It is. It is kind of heavy. Uh, <laughs> but you know, just riding the boosted board and again, like going back, the if you're if you're aware, if you're if you're trying to capture shots, the way you see the world is different. You're always looking yeah. for that shot. Or, okay, so there was like this huge hill, and it was like, because I was riding my boosted board, and he was riding the, the like just a regular skateboard. And we're like, all right, I'm gonna go full speed to the end of that hill, and I'm gonna set up the camera there, and then you come down and try to do like a close you know close call to the camera and that's going to be a cool shot i'm like cool mm -hmm. so just that like the way to the beach which could be like a boring trip just right. like on a skateboard trying to go to the beach it, it turned out to be pretty pretty entertaining and an awesome day just like all right there's a lot of cars i'm gonna ride my boosted board straight through the middle of all <laughs> the cars give me your camera uh, stuff like that nice. um, which is pretty cool and uh so we at the end of the day like last less time to get some shots we went to this uh like uh, parking lot it was pretty empty uh, pretty empty and and we were just riding the boosted board and just getting some some shots and a couple of kids just like really young kids i'm gonna say like eight years old eight nine ten tops uh they were riding their bikes and it was kind of like they were looking at us because you know we did have a electric skateboard which is not common here in portugal uh, mm -hmm. And I overheard him like saying, uh, like one of them asked the other, like, what is that? And it's like, oh, there's this thing from the internet, <laughs> skateboard from the internet. And when we were about to leave, uh, this eight year old kid came up to us and say, hey, are you YouTubers? <laughs> it's like, uh, well, not Looking me, at but you, that like guy you're a is. Superstar. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, he was like, because I'm a YouTuber. And oh, what? <laughs> like, I, I re yeah, I realized this thing which again is nothing new to really like pretty much everyone but it is to me like this youtube phenomenon is crazy yeah um like there are portuguese youtubers you know it's mostly those um, you know playing video games type of things mm -hmm. they have like millions like three million subscribers and our country has 10 million uh people in it right so it's like <laughs> it's like a third like a third of the country subscribe to this guy which is crazy like i had no idea especially with the young kids like um yeah like, like i yeah. mean some some youtubers have a bigger audience than like tv shows <laughs> like yeah just like incredible yeah. um so all of this to say that it's been a pretty great experience like it's something that it's it's new on my radar like and um i'm not saying that i'm gonna start posting vlogs uh, i'll keep you updated i think you should post them that because that's like kind well, of this, the same thing that um, people do with like open source software, right? Like um, <laughs> it, it's not it's not just that like you want other people to see it and like kind of talk to you about about them, but also that because you're making it, putting it out in the world, then it's accessible anywhere. So you're mm -hmm. you're less likely to lose it. Um, so I think mm -hmm. like just if if it's stuff that you want to keep for a long time you're you're better off to put it online and put it on youtube and this way it'll be there forever the only thing that it's preventing me to start vlogging is if i decided to do that of course i don't want to do like a bad job i want to <laughs> yeah, make something okay yeah. at least and that it really takes a long time uh, yep and time is something that i don't have <laughs> a lot of <laughs> who does um, but maybe yeah maybe if i just you know, drop some other projects here and there. If I manage to get some free time, uh, I would love to try it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I promised here on the show a couple of weeks ago that I would be recording a video review of the MacBook, the one port MacBook. Mm -hmm. MacBook <laughs> adorable. I still have to do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I definitely am interested in the videos YouTube space. So yeah, I, uh, I think it's safe to say that I'll I'll dip my toes in it soon-ish. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. This week, we are sponsored by Atomic.io. I'm not going to read from a script today. So just bear with me and just let me tell you about Atomic. 
Atomic is this tool for designers. Uh, it lives in the browser and where you can create mockups, prototypes, and share all of that with a team, with your clients, or with the world. They have like a full-fledged design tool in the browser. And the cool part is you can work on a design with a team at the same time, real time. So you don't have to work in a silo in your computer and then when it's finished, share your work. You can collaborate in real time. That's pretty cool. But if you use Sketch and you don't want to stop using Sketch because Sketch is pretty cool, they just released a new Sketch plugin in that you can, like with one click, you can send your artboards to Atomic and then maybe tweak your mocks, maybe after like you create your, your mockups in Sketch, send them to Atomic, create a prototype in like a matter of seconds really, and share it with the team. You, you get the point. Now, you have nothing to lose because they are offering 30 days free trial, no credit card required, and a special offer for you people, if you tweet at them, uh, and they are at we underscore r underscore atomic, and you mention us in that tweet at layout fm, they're going to double your trial to 60 days. That's two months completely free. And if you already tried it like a long time ago and your trial expired, you can still send that tweet and they're going to give you 30 more days to try it. So if you want to give it a spin, and you really should, just go to atomic.io slash layoutfm to learn more and that will let them know that you are an awesome layout listener and that will help us a ton. So thanks to atomic.io for sponsoring this show. They are awesome. Again, check them out. So uh, what else happened? All right. Um, so I wanted to talk about this article um, that I saw this week. Uh, and it's titled The UX Secret That Will Ruin Apps For You. <laughs> It's like this, dun, dun, dun. yeah, <laughs> this big, like, scary title, like, kind of clickbaity. Um, so, but basically, the the gist of uh, the article um, is about this tool uh, on Facebook that is meant to, to help you secure your account. Um, so, like, it doesn't go into details into what the tool actually does. Uh, but from what what I've read, it's it basically goes through, make sure that all the posts are coming from you somehow, like either with location or something like that, um, and is kind of meant to like assure you that your account is secure. Um, and their their servers are like super fast and can do those operations in like milliseconds. Um, but what they found was that when they made that interaction like effectively instant, um, that people didn't really trust it. They were like, what? Like, I just clicked the button and now it's done? Like, it, it, did it work? Or, like, did it really do anything? Um, and so they started, like, kind of experimenting with different things. And one of the things that they tried was, well, let's just make it longer. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. so, so they have this design. Um, there's, a, there's an image uh, halfway down the, the post where... They actually have like a progress bar. Um, this is like checking your posts, and they like cycle through a, a few different things um, that they do. Um, and so that was like kind of their solution, and their takeaway was that like you know what, uh, making things faster isn't always better. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that? I think it's definitely not evil, please. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's really just managing user expectations. Because, um, you know, users, non-tech users, they 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 don't know how stuff works. And if you say, yeah. I'm going to like analyze all of your posts from, from eight years and give you a result, they are not expecting that to take like half a second. Like... You know, it's not for them that amount of data is going to take a long time mm -hmm. or some time. Yeah. And if you just do it instantly, they will they will not comprehend it and it, they will assume something went wrong or or it's fake or something like that. <laughs> and the, the timing of this is funny because uh, we just um, I just work on on this project and it's, it's kind of like a not a speed test but you know you you give us your website like a website and we analyze all the the time it takes for like the the html to to load and pinging from 
every server and you know just mm -hmm. giving all the stats if it has SSL, DNS, stuff like that, just like a security check and performance check on your website. Right. Um, and we do that that computation in like like a quarter of a second. It's really fast. Mm -hmm. But effectively, uh, to the user, we are analyzing their website and taking all of these stats and, and grouping all the information and coming up with a result. And I just did this. Like I, I added a, a basically a fake loading spinner <laughs> uh, that just some information like um, flashes like okay pinging from the servers in Brazil pinging from Japan pinging something here analyzing your data here are your results and right. you know, the the loading screen is like I think it's like two three seconds mm -hmm. um, but that is fake like there's <laughs> really nothing it's just you know it's just to give some sense of trust like right. yes we are doing things Mm. And to the users, doing things mean, means it takes time. Uh, and if <laughs> if we skip the loading, it's like, all right, here we go. It, it would seem fake. So like it, 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 it leaves people like uneasy. Like something went wrong, something is fishy. And we really don't want to give that uh, to the users. So uh, yeah, I just created a fake loading <laughs> screen. All right. Beautiful animation, by the um, way. <laughs> so my opinion on the article is that... <laughs> I kind of agree with the problem that they've identified, but not with the solution. Um, like, in my opinion, computers shouldn't make humans wait, like, ever. <laughs> like, this isn't a thing that they should actively be doing. Um, so, like, introducing any extra loading time is, like, to me, it, it feels like a workaround when, like, there, you can't, like, come up with a better solution. No, like, it seems like the last resort that you, and like, of like in some situations it might make sense, but I just feel like most of the time, like this would be a red flag for me when like hmm. you're, you find yourself actively making that experience lower. It's, so, it's almost wh like a dark pattern you, in a way, you, you know? What would you do? So, so okay. the, the results like, came out instantly. The user is feeling tricked and something went wrong this is not really uh you know concrete thing like this is not real uh you are scamming me you are trying to trick me that, so that's the feeling um that the users get and this is not me guessing this is what you know we reported uh, came up with some data so what would you what would you do so like it's very hard right now to like just give <laughs> like say i would do this uh and maybe they tried this and maybe it's another mm. thing and i don't know the full context of the problem uh but let me like kind of give you one example to sort of right. show my point um and i think it's like a perfect example to talk about this um it's the touch id button on the iphone 6s right like when they introduced it they're like this new touch ID is super fast. It's like what twice as fast as the old one. Um, and in fact, it was so fast that like just pressing the home button would automatically unlock your, your screen and you wouldn't be able to see any notifications. Um, you remember, right? Like when that, that came out, mm -hmm. like there was so many posts of people saying like, there is such a thing as something that is too fast and I want it, I want them to make it a little slower because this is not a good experience, right? Mm -hmm. And I I kind of feel like this is where uh, the people at Facebook maybe stopped, and they were like, you know what? Yeah, this is too fast, so let's make it slower. Um, but what I think is the actual solution is with uh, what they came up with in iOS 10 was to rethink the entire interaction and think like, okay, yeah, our previous solution was designed around a slow touch ID button, but what we're going to do now is design an experience that is based on the fact that touch ID is, is fast. So what they did was now just picking up your phone turns on the screen so you can see your notifications, and then you can like just press the touch ID button and it automatically, like super quickly unlocks your phone, which is to me like such a superior way of, of doing it. Um, so I, 
I don't know, like it, you can't get into the specifics of like, could Facebook have done something else? Uh, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I, I just feel like usually when you find yourself doing these things that seemed a little bit to go against what what like we want for our users right like they they have this uh this thing in the sentence in the post where they say um that like if facebook's billion uh users spend five seconds wa waiting on something that's uh almost like seven hundred thousand hours <laughs> of collecting t <laughs> collective time lost like is there like would there be another solution that would allow people and not have to spend that time waiting in front of their computers. Like I, I would love to, to explore that more. Right. Um, so yeah, this is kind of, this is why I sort of have mixed feelings, uh, around this post. Cause I think they, they totally identified the problem really well, but I would have loved to see maybe other solutions. That's, that's, That's a good point. That's interesting. Um, I don't know why, and I can't really articulate why. I think it's it's two very different scenarios and reasons to do it, the Touch ID and Facebook thing. Um, but again, we're talking about like two seconds, one second. It's not like, all right, go brew some coffee. We'll be back with your results. <laughs> um <laughs> It's like it's it's just to give something like uh, communicate the idea that we are doing stuff like we got your data we're doing stuff we're going to deliver the result um it's like on iOS like the animations you know uh, coming out of an app or going in in the app there's this transition period could they do it faster i bet they could um but would it be good of his experience i don't think so and it's like it's a it's a trade-off that i think it's worth it um because if you take like if you can shave off uh like a third of a second every time uh, on the animation every time you you hit the home button to leave an app or go in an app uh like <laughs> if you count all of those quarter of a seconds for every single interaction throughout every user I guess you could come up with those hundred and thousand of hours of wasted <laughs> time, but it's not wasted time because you're contributing to the experience. So I don't think it's wasted time and I still think it's okay. Could it, could Facebook do something better? You can always do something better. Uh, but I don't think this is an evil and a bad thing to do. So that's my, that's my opinion. All right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, two different opinions, right? Yeah, you yeah, let let uh, us know what you, what you think. <laughs> yeah, to, I don't think this discussion is over. Some other uh, sides. To me, it's like if you can do anything to not have people wait, this is probably a better solution than <laughs> than this one. Like this should feel should be like the last resort. Um, mm -hmm. and it so might think, happen think, that there's some cases where it's it's absolutely necessary and this happens. Um. But I think that, in general, that should be a red flag. Do you think it's more important to save people time and make things fast than giving you a good experience? I don't think they're they're I opposite. Know, that's the thing. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that that's why uh, that's what people are trying to make you think. But it's not the case. You can have something that is very fast and has a really great experience. And this is what I'm ar arguing for. Mm -hmm. Is like create something that is going to give you as good of an experience while still being super fast. So that's interesting. So for you, the listener, uh, jump on Twitter. Let us, let us know what you think. Uh, I, don't, I have a feeling we're going to go back to this discussion later on a later show. Um, all right. So again, let, let us know what you think. Uh, we are at Layout on Twitter. Uh, no, layout, at FM. layout FM on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, send us a tweet. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> hashtag Team Kevin or hashtag Team Rafa. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Another thing I wanted to, to talk about uh, today was um, something that I've been uh, doing today, actually. Um, so if you're, if you're listening to this show, uh, it's probably like a 
couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, so this weekend I've been, uh, the weather was like kind of terrible here in Montreal. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll take like the weekend to work on a bunch of the different side projects that I've been neglecting for far too long. Um, so, uh, I've been working on and off on this, uh, photo editing app. Um, and mm-hmm. we've talked about it. I, f- I feel like in the past, uh, I, I so. I've had like this idea in my mind for such a long time. Um, and I'm actually like getting pretty close to, uh, shipping a beta. Um, but I still had like a bunch of stuff to do. Um, and so I thought, you know what, like, let me try to design in public. Um, so my version of that was, um, to, like, as I was working on stuff, like just keep posting on Twitter. Um, so like one example was, uh, I was working on this app icon, um, and I'm, absolutely terrible at making app icons uh i completely suck um and i tried a bunch of stuff and nothing really clicked um so i was like yeah you know what i'll post like this giant screenshot of like 25 (laughs) different artboards and you can see like it's super messy all things there's stuff all over the place um and i i mean i didn't even like thought that people would uh let me know like which one specifically would be their favorite but like it ended up people having to like tweet at me and say like oh i love artboard copy 25 copy (laughs) 2 stuff like that um so like but it was very like raw and like very in the moment um and i was able to have like really like super awesome conversations with people on, on twitter and like debate different designs and different ideas and bounce stuff back and forth. Um, and I just thought like, man, like this is so much fun. Like this is such a cool way to work. Um, and it kind of like struck me that I really don't do that often. (laughs) Um, and it, it also kind of felt uncomfortable at first. It's like, I don't know if I want to like put this out there and have everyone judge me. Right. Like that's cause that's the fear. Um, is that like, Oh, you're, you're showing people your like subpar work. Um, but really honestly, like all the feedback that I got was super positive and super con- constructive. Um, and I thought it's like totally worth it. And I'm, I'm definitely going to try to do that more often. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Have you, like, have you done this before? Um, like just as you're working, like either in public, public, like on Twitter or, um, just with coworkers or with like friends and like, just do like a really like quick back and forth. And as you're working, like keep sharing what, uh, what you're up to. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I've done that. And, uh, it's always cool, but it's still not like I. I don't like it to do every time. Um, right, <laughs> but it's cool. Like I remember break to save when I realized because uh, the, the the game was like black and blue, mm-hmm. uh, like blue was the only real color on it. And yeah, I don't know if you remember. Like <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I decided, I you know what, I don't want to ship another blue app icon. Yep. So I started playing with a bunch of different colors, and I did just that. Like I, I went on Twitter and asked people like which of these colors do you prefer? And <laughs> it's funny because there's not all, like there's never an obvious answer. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> opinions are all over the place yeah. and you can just, I don't think that it's like, it's coming down to a vote. That's not really no. what you want. You just want to hear people saying why they prefer something. Yep. Uh, and then like, you're going to decide at the end of the day, but just like, basically it's like, try to, Make me believe which one is the right answer. Like, yeah, convince cause, uh, me. Because yeah. it's funny. Yeah, like, yeah, I I posted a screenshot with I don't know maybe like ten, fifteen different versions, and mm-hmm. I kid you not, like every person has a different favorite one. <laughs> it's like hilarious. There's no like, oh, this is definitely the top one. Like, nope, everyone has a different one they want me to use. Uh, it's like, 
what am I going to do with that? So I started asking people, okay, why? Why do you like this one better? Um, mm -hmm. And this is where, like, we got into more interesting conversations. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely not, like, something... I don't think it's a good idea to make your decisions based on like what people say necessarily. But to mm -hmm. me, it's just ha having like either people who challenge my ideas or people who um, like, so like someone that is like, Oh, I, I actually like really like this one. I would love to see kind of more iterations and stuff like that. And it kind of pushes you to do something better and keep working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's also good for like to let you know something that you completely miss. Like, yeah. Oh, this icon actually looks a lot like this other icon, <laughs> and for that reason, something, something. Or you know what? This could be interpreted as something, and you know, it's something that you haven't really thought about. Yeah, and totally. Kind of changes your 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 input, like changes your your opinion and stuff. Um, by the way, a real time feedback on <laughs> on the last tweet. You know, of the three icons. Yeah, I'm gonna put the tweet in the show notes. By the way, uh, <laughs> I I don't like. It's not, I like them all, and I don't. I like none of them. Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't like one of those to be the final decision. Right, right. But uh, for me, it's a mix of the first and the third, actually. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, how would you mix them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that you should mix them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't. Know. I I like the the third one, which is just the 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 sliders, the knobs. I like that it's so clear that this is to edit stuff. Uh, I took a I took a look at the the replies and someone uh, brought up the fact that it looks like a mixer, like audio yeah. mixer. I haven't thought about that. This is like oh, uh, but you know, but because you do have photo edit below, like the the. You know the caption. Yeah. You know what this is about. Well, this is shit. Um, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that, I don't that know. This one feels maybe a bit too literal to me. Like mm -hmm. trying to reproduce some of the UI that is inside the app, which like doesn't feel quite accurate. Like I, I'd love. I think the icon should be almost like a logo. You know, like for the app, mm -hmm. uh, which this one isn't. I don't know. How do how do you feel like um how do you like the uh, Filtron app icon? The icon? Mhm. Mm uh I actually don't know what it looks like. The flower thing and it's uh, on a circle and uh, Filtron. It's app. like cut in the middle and half of it is has a filter the other half doesn't. Photo of a flower. Mm, where is it? Can't find. Okay. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put a picture right. in my thing. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Uh, I'm not saying that you should. I just wanted to know, like, why. Yeah, I, like I, I just feel like it's too specific to the picture. Like, and I, I don't think there's any picture I could find that would mm -hmm. that would work well. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it represents so, uh, the idea really well, though. Like it's, yeah. it's very clear, um, but I, yeah, I like something um, maybe a bit more abstract. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. mean to turn this into like a live uh, critique <laughs> episode, uh, which actually like might be interesting. Um, I was talking to Bryn about like, yeah, maybe it'd be interesting to do like more live streams uh, and stuff like that. Um, so maybe one day I'll do that. Uh, so what's the plat platform for that? If you really want to have like a live critic session, is it Twitter? Uh, well, what so about, so Brent Brent's doing Twitch, um, on like this. Right. I think it's a spec account or something like that. Um, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the best platform is. Like, I when I w was first thinking about this, the first thing that came to mind was like maybe do a Periscope. But then, like, yeah. if you're filming a screen, it's not too great. Yeah, I think uh, I think Twitch would probably be the the answer there. Interesting. I'm I'm really behind on all of that <laughs> mumbo jumbo. Like uh, something new, like Twitch. I've seen uh, like Allison House and all doing some some cool things on Twitch. Yeah. But uh, the onboarding experience of Twitch is terrible, and I 
like I, you know, Ellison House is pretty well-known designer. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many Twitter followers she has, but I'm going to assume a lot. <laughs> and I went in this uh, one of her live streams once and we were like 10 people there. Mm-hmm. It was like pretty disappointing, pretty sad. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's no winner in that field, at least for us, because, you know, Twitch is made for video games, uh, I think. And Periscope is really made for streaming riots. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like for us, there's like, we'll tr- we're trying all these other tools meant for other purposes, but we're kind of trying to use them for ourselves. And it's kind of like a mess right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish there was a more focused tool around that where, mm-hmm. I don't know, you could see like, illustrators and you can see designers and like letterers or whatnot uh and that would give people like more exposure um so yeah like that could be cool someone should build that (laughs) do it all right um so yeah this is a very (laughs) kevin-centric episode um (laughs) but (laughs) another thing i wanted to talk about um (laughs) Can you tell who made the show notes this week? <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> so this week was a, a special week at Shopify. Um, so we had our uh, second uh, annual uh, internal UX conference. It's called the UX Summit. Uh, and basically the idea is that um, it's... The conference is really one day, but then, like, you have the after party and, like, the next day, most people come in late and stuff like that. So, it's, like, kind of one day and a half. Um, But, um, and it's with, I don't even remember how many talks. Like, there was a lot of talks. Maybe, like, 10 or 12 talks um, that are, they're shorter talks, though. It's, It's 12 or 18 minutes. Um, and there's a lot of breaks in between and stuff like that. So it didn't feel very long, but, um, it's by, uh, shop fires for shop fires. Um, so all the people that were speaking were designers, uh, Shopify and they were all talking about a bunch of different topics. Um, and we were roughly 200 people, uh, which is crazy. Like, <laughs> can, can you think about like, being at a company where like you get to do this, like we're big enough that we can have our own conference, and it was like very professional. Like I, I, I could compare it to like any other conference I I've been to in the past, and this one is probably like even better than than most conferences I've been to. Like it was really really high quality conference, um, and it was it was really great. Uh, <laughs> And I chose to not speak this year, <laughs> um, which was fun. Um, so I got to like sit back, relax, enjoy the talks, and and have fun. Um, so yeah, that was great. Uh, I also met some uh, some listeners uh, that I haven't met before. Um, so like, there's there's a couple designers in uh, other offices that listen to the show. Um, so that was fun. Like. I <laughs> It was like a weird experience. Like I had people coming up to me and be like, "Are you Kevin?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> like, "Oh, I listened to the show." I was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing." So, but there was uh, one talk in particular that like really caught my attention uh and that I thought I could talk about. It was a talk by uh Andre uh, Gargul. I think it's his name. And basically, he started his talk by uh talking about the candle problem have you heard of this before no candle yeah the candle problem uh i'll put a link in the show notes um actually let me find it now um so the the candle problem is a test that was created in 1945 by a psychologist uh to study people's cognitive performance so the the gist of it is they they took uh, a bunch of participants and they brought like one of them at a time in a room. Uh, and in that room, there was nothing else but a candle, some matches, and a box with a handful of pins in it, uh, like thumbtacks and stuff like that. Um, so 
and they basically they ask people to um like solve this problem and have some way to put the the candle on the wall and so people looked at the various tools that they had available to them um and so what most people did uh was like take the pins and try to like pin the um the candle to the wall directly but because they, they of the size of the candle like it just didn't work um yeah. some other people tried to like melt the candle and like trying to use it to like stick it on the wall and stuff like that that also didn't work and so like that first batch like everyone failed um so for the next one this the second round of the experiment what they tried was instead of having all the the thumbtacks in the box to have them be outside the box um so you you'd still have the candle the matches the box and uh, the thumbtacks but they would all be like kind of on their own all separate and when they had that people had a much better uh like success rate so like the actual solution w was to take the box pin the box on the wall and then put the candle inside of it and there's there's like an image for that um on uh, in the show notes so you can see what it looks like um because it's a little bit hard to describe um so but basically the idea behind that was that the way that the problem was framed really influenced the kind of solutions that were produced right so by mm -hmm. putting the pins inside the box it made people think that oh the box is, is only meant like to be used to hold the pins and the tools that you should actually be using are the the pins that are inside and the box like it kind of isn't part of the the solution that i should uh produce um versus when they separated it out people thought huh i have this box like might as well use it right and because of that they were able to solve the problem so i just thought like this is an interesting thing um when it it comes to design that like we need really need to be aware of how the problem is framed and see like is this problem actually like really just trying to prescribe a specific solution or is did the solution come from like talking to users and seeing an actual issue with and keeping your mind open and then doing all the research to try to come up with the right solution right so i i don't know i thought this was interesting i don't know what you, what you think about it but yeah that's super interesting man I'm a sucker for these kind of uh, social experiments and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. And yeah, I mean, definitely the way you present the problem, if it was the way the user or whoever is tackling it uh, solves it, uh, definitely. And this is a great example. This is, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to me, like, it really rang true because in the past, I've definitely been in, in meetings or like kickoffs for a new project, and they're like, all right. So here's what we want to build. And you're like, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> what's the problem that we're trying to solve here? I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. We just want to build this thing, right? <laughs> um, so, like, keep an eye on these things. Like, I know, like, a bunch of designers that work in, in big team. Like, you probably see project briefs or stuff like that often. And be careful for whenever you see one of these with solutions already in them. Uh, there really mm -hmm. shouldn't be. It should be all about the users and what their problems are. And then it should be like a second step to actually do the work, do the research and figure out a solution. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, are the videos going to be up uh, maybe? Uh, so it was recorded. Uh, I don't know if the, the videos will be uh, published to the outside world or not, uh, <laughs> but I will definitely uh, keep you guys updated if they are oh. that was a very good talk please do and he's an awesome illustrator too um the guy who did the talk uh, he like custom illustrated uh, the entirety of the stock it was just like so amazing so yeah really awesome stuff hey do you play uh pokemon go so it's, it's it's not available in canada yet and i haven't done the like switch your store to the u.s to like then buy it and then switch it again yeah, um, I did that. <laughs> I, so, I but tell me about it. Like, <laughs> I mean, 
it's it's everywhere right like people are yeah, obsessed so about that stuff i feel that i need to give a little bit of context like yeah if pokemon means nothing to you oh god then i don't know like, what you're doing here <laughs> yeah the game itself doesn't mean anything to you but if pokemon and i'm gonna say that you know if you're on your 20s you're 20s uh, yeah i don't want to stretch it uh, if you're in the 20s you probably like pokemon was a big part of your your childhood yeah um not just a tv show but the game boy games mm -hmm. uh, those were huge so nintendo just released i believe it's if it's not the first it's like one of the first games on ios because they famously they've been uh, against like we had never seen a pokemon game on ios like official or super mario or something like that so this is a pretty big step for them. Yeah. Um, and Pokemon Go is a Pokemon game, but it's not like a port of any old Pokemon games. Um, this one is very weird. So it, it, it uses your location. Like you have, you have a map of your, the actual place where you're at. And, and you have to <laughs> walk, like r literally walk like yourself, get out of the house and <laughs> walk to find what pokemon I have to walk out there and okay, yeah i, don't I know this anymore <laughs> and, and you have like um i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that they just took either google's um like information about like uh like monuments and and uh, points of reference in right. cities because uh, kind of like in canada the game is not available in portugal like in a portuguese uh, yeah. app store and you still uh, have they stuff do, right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have all the pokey stops, that's what okay. I call it. So if you have like a monument or a point of of interest in your city, right. that's a pokey stop where you you just have to go there. Uh, and in the game, you can like collect pokeballs and and Pokemon eggs and stuff like that. Um, so the game is like the objective is you have to catch a bunch of Pokemon and then you have some uh, like go to the Pokemon gyms and level up. That's pretty much it. And yeah, again, the way it works is you have to move around the, the, the map, actually moving around, and then you're going to spot some Pokemon at some random places, so you really do have to move to find them. They're not like set at this specific location, uh, as far as I can tell so far. Uh, so you just have to move around, wait, and try to find some Pokemon. And when you do find them, uh, it's actually pretty cool what they've done. They, they have this AR, like augmented reality thing, and where they use the camera, so you have to point your phone into your environment like where you are like mm -hmm. let's say you go to a park there's a pokemon there you, you tap on a pokemon and then it switches to the camera and you can see the world and there's like a pokemon in the world and you have like to throw a pokemon a uh, pokeball at it to, to catch it um so <laughs> this is everywhere everyone's crazy about this like everyone's playing this uh, assuming from what i've been seeing on twitter <laughs> Uh, the game itself, it's not that awesome, but it's <laughs> so, but Pokemon. What's the, what's the it's goal? Cool. Um, so to be honest, <laughs> I'm not really into it because it's a hella buggy on iOS 10. Oh, okay. Um, so you, I, 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 I bet that you had some um, like rotation bugs oh. like on YouTube. Like you rotate your phone and it, it's not so working. annoying. That right. and searching for something, and it takes like literally ten minutes <laughs> for the result to come up on like, Spotlight. Yes, yeah, yeah. So otherwise, it's been that, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel that Beta One was more stable than Beta Two, mm, but maybe that's just me. No, so not really. Anyways, uh, Pokemon Go is a bit buggy on on iOS 10 uh it says like i can't track your like rotation thing and all, everything that is um, ar like the augmented reality is is broken oh but hopefully you can switch to the non ar mode and just you can still see the pokemon and catch it right so uh all this to say that their servers have been hitting hard and they're constantly down so i haven't really got like got into it mm -hmm. but i feel like the goal is to level up your character and the way you do it is to catch a bunch of pokemon i don't know if you can have like battles but i've seen a couple of gyms you know the classic pokemon gyms yeah. to get some badges and uh -huh. like the gyms are locked i think you have to be a minimum of, of level five so i haven't really 
still got into a gym, so I don't know. But I, I'm assuming the goal is to catch a bunch of Pokemon. <laughs> right. But it, the there's like a social aspect to this, which is pretty. Um, it's pretty interesting that, uh, from what I've been seeing on Twitter, you 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 are seeing a bunch of people like grouped at these locations in where you have like a, a gym or like a, one of those pokey stops, like points of interest, like at parks. And people are seeing a bunch of players, like in the real world, gathering together to catch this Pokemon or this something <laughs> something. Um, so far, to there, there was probably it's probably a bug, but on the game there was this stop that it was in the middle of the of the, of the the ocean, right? Like at a beach, like I'm gonna say, like Kay, two yeah. kilometers into yeah. the ocean, right? Uh-huh. It's probably a bug because <laughs> you can expect people <laughs> to go to the ocean but um so there's this someone on twitter it's a very fun thread uh, you should just go through it like chronologically because it's pretty funny so someone posted on twitter like hey there's this stop and it's in the middle of the ocean it took a picture <laughs> a screenshot and a picture like th- from the beach like at the ocean <laughs> and then a couple minutes later uh, he posted like oh my god someone is actually going there <laughs> uh, it was like on this small raft like two wow. or three people in this small raft um, <laughs> swimming to that place in the middle of the ocean. And then you saw the tweet from someone that was in the raft saying, hey, I got here. I got the something, something, whatever it was. Nice. It was pretty fun. But there's this social uh, awesome. aspect of it. People are gathering together and just... Um, I saw, uh, again, a bunch of people like saying, I had no idea Like I had all these cool historic... Uh, monuments and stuff throughout the city but just right. because of the game it forces them to get out of the couch get out of the house <laughs> and just explore the city with with fresh new eyes so. that's awesome oh and again someone found a dead body because of this game as well <laughs> which is pretty pretty weird and crazy yeah so apparently someone was like looking like, trying to catch a pokemon so he was using the camera and i think it was like a river or sea or something and someone found a dead body in the water which is crazy uh, but yeah. Anyway, so it's a, it's a different game, uh, and it's Pokemon, so you're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go and download it. See yeah, see what all the kids are up to these days. <laughs> um, also, um, pro tip: if you have a boosted board, it's a very easy game. You just ride everywhere pretty fast and catch oh, a bunch of Pokemon. Nice. Mm-hmm. But aren't you scared to like <laughs> be trying to catch a, a Pokemon and? Just fall off your your boosted bard. <laughs> no, I stop when oh, I'm trying okay. to catch it. Um, so it, you, I, That's I did the next that. Level. So I was, <laughs> I was riding my boosted board to my girlfriend's house, okay. and uh, like when I was back in my hometown, she stayed at her parents, and so I opened the the game, the app, and I'm just riding, looking at the screen, and then you can just put your phone on your pocket, and like when a Pokemon. Um, appears near you, the phone will vibrate. So you don't need to actually be like constantly looking at the the phone. You just need oh. to click. Oh, have it in your pocket or something okay. running. The app is running, and then it will vibrate and know. All right, something is near, and then just stop and catch <laughs> it. I guess. Nice. So, yeah. Almost too easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think that's it. If anything else uh, um, you want to talk about. Do you have some recommendations for this week? Uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. game on the App Store. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to go with music recommendation. Um, All right. So it's Francis and the Lights uh, who just put out a new video uh, for his song Friends with uh, Bonnie Vare and uh, Kanye West. Uh, and it's nice. really, really good. All right, links so in the show notes. Recommend that. Go check that music video. He doesn't have naked wax uh, figures, I promise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that is it. Again, thanks uh, to our sponsor, Atomic.io. You really have nothing to lose. Go try it, and they truly are awesome. And um, we are at Layout.fm on Twitter, and our website is Layout.fm, which is a very cool domain. And you go, you can check us out and uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes if you want. That would be awesome. That really helps us, I think. People say that. So yes. You miss your chance yeah. to have it printed in my office, but <laughs> should still leave reviews. 
Ma- yeah. Maybe well, we can maybe get Rafa to that print now some for of them. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So starting today, and uh, we're recording this July 11th. The next three reviews on iTunes, I'm gonna print it, print them, and put it uh, in my office. Yes. Don't write right. anything nasty, please. <laughs> yeah. Now, now's your time. Like, you use this opportunity <laughs> wisely. <laughs> Have a. Oh, I did. <laughs> cool. Talk, Talk to, to you later, next week. Bye. Bye.